Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 275. It is Monday, January 4th, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and Happy New Year. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J tech.com. Good morning and happy first Monday. Welcome to the new year, new year for our podcast. And uh, we're going to kick it off something proper. It is episode 275, which means we should get to episode 500 this year, which is pretty awesome if you think about it. It. Uh, I hope everybody had a great new year and um, you're ready to kick your cybersecurity plan into full swing for the new year. That should be your New Year's resolution. I don't do New Year's resolutions, but if you do, that should be your New Year's resolutions. Um, wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that should also be your New Year's resolution. Please do so. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Get HIPAA Compliance on Facebook or LinkedIn, join the group, and learn lots of HIPAA information. We did take a few days off for the holidays from recording, from posting to to uh, the, the Facebook groups, and um, I may have a new Facebook group coming, but we'll talk about that later. I am speaking this week for a, a community, um, it's called CEDF, doing another phishing presentation, so if you're interested, send an email to support at nuage.tech, N-W-A-J.tech. All right, let's jump into the news. Remember now, this is new format. We're gonna go through some items very quickly. And then we will talk, we will focus on one topic and then, um, of course, the HIPAA news. All right, first up, Ticketmaster fined $10 million for hacking a rival company. Ticketmaster, between 2013 and 2015, hired an ex-employee of what used to be CrowdSurge to break into their network and um, try to to cut them off at the knees was the exact statement. Uh, CrowdSurge later merged with Songkick, which was later purchased by Warner Music Group. They hired the former former employee to gain access to their tools and insight into the firm's operations. Um, They got caught and they got fined $10 million um, for doing so. So let it be known, it's not a good idea. A PayPal phishing scam, uh, it should be a, a smishing scam, which is phishing through text messaging, is um, has been caught in the wild. This is a, you know, you know PayPal's been fished for, PayPal's been used as phishing lure for quite some time. Um, and here, so here we go again. This is a text message. You'll get a text message that says the exact verbiage, PayPal. We've permanently limited your account. Please click link below to verify. And then there's a, a link that looks like it could be PayPal, but if you look at it carefully, it definitely does not say PayPal. And then it brings you to pyplvryzs.com. If you get that text message, don't click the link. If you really want to make sure, you could just go to paypal.com and log into your account there, and any messages you had would be there. Wasabi, you might have heard this, Wasabi, which is cold storage, uh, cloud storage, um, went down on 
December 28th, which I well, actually wasn't the last day we, we recorded, but um, we did not see this until after the 30th was the last day we recorded, so we did not see it before then. So they were down for a little while. The reason they were down, though, is because one of their clients had mal they were hosting malware on their site. So, um, you know, don't host malware on on a cloud storage. You're going to get shut down. They're going to get shut down. It's not going to be a good thing. Um, Google Chrome released a fix to update, so you should be updating Google Chrome. Uh, update file locking bug on Windows 10. So what was happening was antivirus programs were blocking or locking newly created files, files that were created through Google Chrome, like your bookmarks and so forth. Um, they've updated that, fixed it, and so that should no longer be an issue if you update Google Chrome. Um, Microsoft says SolarWinds hackers access some of its source code. So you may have also heard this one, but Microsoft on New Year's Eve said that threat actors behind the SolarWinds supply chain attack did gain access to some internal accounts and were able to escalate access inside its internal network. As such, got access to source code. They say that the source code was not compromised, and so we shouldn't have anything to worry about. This was a concern of mine from the start when they said that, you know, that the, the hackers got into SolarWinds update process and changed one of their update files and that was the compromise. And that update got pushed out to so many different customers. Um, the concern was now the customers are Microsoft, Cisco, and um, VMware to name a few. How do we know they didn't change something in their update process? Uh, I don't know, and I don't know that we'll ever know. Hopefully that those companies are on top of it. Um, but Patch Tuesday is only a little, a little more than a week away. It's eight days away, so we will see what happens. Uh, and this is on the Hacker News. This is pr um, pretty well noted as well. Zyxel, or Zyxel, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Z-Y-X-E-L, have not used them, but has released a patch to address a critical vulnerability in its firmware concerning a hard-coded, undocumented secret account that could be abused by an attacker to log in with administrative privileges and compromise its networking devices. The flaw tracked to CVE 2020-29583, which has a CVSS score of 7.8, and again, that's on a score of 1 to 10, affects version 4.6, Oh, present in wide range of Zexel devices, including Unified Security Gateway, USG Flex, with USG being short for Unified Security Gateway, ATP, and VPN firewall products. I researcher Niels Tusink reported the vulnerability to Zexel on November 20, 29th, following which the company released a firmware patch on December 18th in the patches version 4.60 patch 1. According to the advisory published by Zexel, the undocumented account ZYFWP comes with an unchangeable password which is uppercase P, lowercase r, uppercase O, lowercase w, exclamation, lowercase a, uppercase n, underscore, lowercase f, uppercase x, lowercase p. That's not only stored in plain text, but could also be used by a malicious third party to log into the SSH server or web interface with admin privileges. So basically, if anybody knew that username and password, they were able to log into the device. 
Zyxel said the hardcoded credentials were put in place to deliver automatic firmware updates to connected access points through FTP. Noting that around 10% of the 1,000 devices in the Netherlands run the affected firmware version, TwoSync said the flaw's re relative ease of exploitation makes it a critical vulnerability, and I would tend to agree with that. As the ZYFWP user has admin privileges, this is a serious vulnerability, TwoSync said in a write-up. An attacker could completely compromise the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of the device. Someone could, for example, change firewall settings to allow or block certain traffic. They could also intercept traffic or create VPN accounts to gain access to the network behind the device. Combined with a vulnerability like Zero Login, this could be devastating to a small and medium business. The Taiwanese company is also expected to address the issue in its access point controllers, which a ver version 6.10 patch 1 that's set to be released in April 2021. It's highly recommended that users install the necessary firmware updates to mitigate the risk. So this they, so essentially what happened here was there was a shortcut created to allow them to push out updates easily um, without thinking that at some point the information, the login information could be linked, leaked, um, it's, it's kind of silly, um, that information could be leaked and here it is and you know I'm plain text and it's on multiple websites so if anybody's out there and they did not update their Zyxel devices and this is the, the update just came out a few weeks ago then they are now exposed and so that's a very serious vulnerability I don't even think 7.8 is uh, because if it's a public facing firewall and then I take down your firewall for you know because I want to get into your network or if it's a public facing VPN and I get into your VPN and now I can roam around on your network, that's not going to be good for your business at all. And like it says, if there's other vulnerabilities like zero logon, that's going to be a big problem for you. So if you have Zyxel devices, make sure you update immediately. And we do have a HIPAA breach to talk about. In October, the NetWalker ransomware gang claimed responsibility for a ransomware attack on a North Carolina-based surgical center, Wilmington Surgical Associates. The gang claimed to have stolen around 13 gigs of data prior to deploying NetWalker ransomware and encrypting files. The stolen batch of data included thousands of documents containing sensitive information. HIPAA Journal has not, this, this is on HIPAA Journal, by the way, HIPAA Journal has not yet been able to obtain a copy of the breach notification. However, the ransomware attack has now appeared on the HHS Office of Civil Rights breach portal and shows the PHI of 114,834 patients was compromised in the attack. The network ransomware gang targets healthcare providers and the gang has stepped up its attacks in 2020. The gang was behind the ransomware attack on the University of California, San Francisco and stole sensitive and valuable research data. The university felt it had no alternative other than to pay the $1.14 million ransomware to recover the encrypted data. Other healthcare providers attacked with network or ransomware this year include the Crozer Keystone Health System in Philadelphia, the Champaign-Urbana Public Health District in Illinois, the BRNO University Hospital in Czech Republic. The group also targets universities and was behind the 2020 ransomware attacks on Michigan State University and Columbia College of Chicago. According to a report released by cybersecurity firm McAfee in August, the Netwalker gang had been paid at least $29 million in ransomware payments since March of 2020, making it one of the most successful ransomware as a service operations. The group is known to attack large companies and high value targets and this year started recruiting affiliates specializing in conducting a targeted attacks 
on large enterprises, especially attacks on firewalls, virtual private networks, web application interfaces, and remote desktop protocol connections. As is the case with other manual ransomware threat groups, data is stolen prior to encryption and is released publicly on darknet sites if the ransom is not paid. The increase in activity of the game prompted the FBI to issue a flash alert in July warning healthcare organizations, educational institutions, private sector companies, and government agencies about the increased risk of attack. So another healthcare um, practice hit with a ransomware attack. We did see a, a significant increase in the second half of 2020, as I had predicted. We're going to continue to see that increase here into 2021. Um, you know, this is October, so we're still going to see some stuff from November and December, I'm sure. But um, it's, you know, it says here they're going to get in through, they, they looked for VPNs and firewalls. And so in the previous article, I talked about Zyxel devices, which are VPNs and firewalls that are now compromised. And uh, that information is public, so you can expect them to attempt to look for those. And there are websites that will look for these devices and to, to free to a point. Some of them are free to a point. There are ways to do it for almost nothing in cost. Um, so th there's definitely some challenges ahead for cybersecurity professionals and firms that, that are lacking in cybersecurity going forward into 2021. It is going to be the year of cybersecurity, I do believe. That is going to do it for the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily, the first one of this year, and number 275 overall. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.